welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. This is episode 101, and it is airing on July 4th. So if you are a United States listener, happy Independence Day. I hope you are not working today, although I understand if you are. (laughs) Certainly, if you're in the medical field, that might just be your reality, and I totally understand. But otherwise, perhaps you are actually listening to this later in the week since you didn't have a commute the day it airs. Anyway, this is a fun time of year, and I hope everyone is getting a little bit of slowdown and relaxation as the summer is kind of hitting us full force. All right, so for today's episode, we are going to do a little mini tips segment in lieu of our traditional planner piece just because I got a couple of wonderful tips and stories And I really just wanted a place to share them. So I decided that for today, we would do a couple of tips, one recorded and a couple that I will read from some wonderful devoted listeners that took the time to send these in. So the first one is recorded and it comes from Amanda. So this was in response to the kind of um, planning for tough times episode that I did recently. I think that's what prompted her to do this, but I just loved it so much. I wanted you to all hear it. So here she comes. Hi, Sarah. My name is Amanda, and I've been a longtime blog reader and podcast listener. I have a quick tip for your listeners. I have read on your blog that you're in a busy season right now, and it got me thinking of ways we can mentally prepare for these seasons ahead of time using our planning systems. I can write down the dates of sports practices and games, but I neglect to plan for how I will handle the stress. I forget that it's a season and that it will come to an end. To remind myself as I enter a sports season, I've written post-it notes for September, January, and April with a packing list, easy seasonal meals that my family has loved, and a little pep talk for myself. I'm hoping these notes from my past self will comfort me in the future. Thank you so much for creating this podcast. I just love that. It's a wonderful idea, taking care of your future self using your planner. I need to do that more for my call weeks. And actually, as this airs, I'm about to embark on one. So perhaps right now, as soon as I'm done recording this episode, I will take some time and leave myself some love notes and ideas and easy meals and relaxed workout plan and things like that to take care of future me during an upcoming tough time. All right, the next tip comes from listener Jen. And this is actually more of a cautionary tale, but I just thought it was so funny. I wanted to share it. Jen writes, we love the friction pens and have a lesson learned. We made a family picture with them. Everyone took turns drawing parts of it in lots of colors, and I decided to have it laminated. Unfortunately, the way those pens erase is using the heat from the friction of the eraser on paper. So when the paper went through the laminating machine, the whole drawing disappeared like magic from the heat. Whoops. I just thought that was very funny and also very good to know. Other people warn me that if I were to write in friction pens and then leave my planner or notebook like in a hot car in South Florida in the summer, I might come back to a notebook without a lot of writing in it. So that was also really, really good to know. I have not, as you know, totally embraced these pens. I totally love the concept of them, but I'm extremely picky when it comes to pens and I'm just not super, super drawn to them, especially since I have not been someone that gets totally upset about crossing things out or creating it 
like creatively covering it up with washi tape if I make a mistake. And so I haven't felt that, I don't know, passionate about the use of friction pens, but I know they have a devoted following and there are many people that really like the ability to erase if they need to. And so I totally respect that they have a very, they fill a very important niche that doesn't have a lot of other competing items in it. So yay friction pens. Maybe I'll try you again, but I will not laminate you and I will not leave them in a hot car. All right. Our last set of tips is a little bit long, but I just thought this was a brilliant set of tips. And it comes from one of my few male listeners named Zoke, which rhymes with Coke. I had to ask them how to spell that. All right. So this listener writes, email rules. I work in IT, so I get a lot of email. And you pretty much have the right idea. Yay. Okay, good. Okay, I'll keep going. This is his voice now. Folders and tags. I used to keep things in folders. Project A, Project B, etc. Then when I was looking for an email I couldn't find, I had drug it into the wrong folder, so I searched anyway. Nowadays, I have a couple of folders only. And these are his folders. Number one, inbox. I try to clear the inbox every day and sort into one of the following folders. Number two, waiting on. No action for me, waiting on someone else. Check every few days in case people need reminders. Number three, to do. Things that are waiting on me. Four, temp. Things that I care about now but won't care next month. Example, the systems upgrade this weekend. I'll care the week next, but next month it won't matter. Has a a rule to delete after 30 days. Rule five, keep. Things I care about and want to keep forever. Keep these things, do not delete. Number six, kudos. Emails people say I am awesome for when I'm having a bad day. And finally, email folder number seven, mailing lists. Any mailing list emails go here to read whenever I feel like it. This prevents them from cluttering up the other folders. I'm going to read those one more time just because I think this is gold. I do a lot of this, but I do not have a temp folder, and now I kind of want one. So Zoke's folders are inbox, waiting on, to do, temporary, keep, kudos, and mailing lists. Okay, he has a few more tips to share. Number two is a trick from the Get It Done guy who no longer podcasts was if you're doing emails, put cheat codes in the bottom, like XCV. It's not a word, but then you can search for XCV and see where it shows up. You can use this to filter emails. Hmm, interesting. Number three, subject lines. How to write a subject line email with military precision. Basically put a useful subject line like action, info, or decision so people know what they are. If everyone starts doing that, you would know what's going on, what you need to do, etc. And finally, Zoke writes, don't have alerts on, you end up Pavlovian response on it. Just check once or twice a day only. Totally agree with that one. I really do try to keep my apps closed and I don't have any kind of alert, no bubble, no nothing, no notification, not even like a little red number on my phone. So I do not know when I'm getting emails and I have to check intentionally. Awesome list of tips. Thank you so much for sending them in. And actually, I know I have probably more male listeners, I think, than... I don't know. I'd be Maybe I'll have to do a survey, which I'm actually interested in doing anyway, just to find out what you guys want from this podcast. Like if there are specific gaps that I need to fill. I know I've gotten some great suggestions for guests, but maybe if I knew there was a consensus about a certain guest or certain type of planner, maybe I'll do some sort of listener request review where you guys tell me what I should order and I'll review it. 
I don't know, that would be fun. So maybe I'll be able to provide you all with some more accurate data on the gender identification of who is listening to this podcast, because I would be interested to know. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we are going to go into our planner news segment, as well as our mini review. And I will be right back. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I am back with a little bit of planner news. I will be honest, I'm not sure I'm always on the pulse of everything going on in the planner community these days, particularly since I am off of Instagram. Really, I get most of my planner news through emails that I subscribe to, as well as certain YouTube channels that I have been liking. Actually, I'll have to do an episode more on my planner YouTube rabbit holes I've been falling into recently. (laughs) Maybe that will be next week. But anyway, 
The planner news that I picked up on via email last week was that Cultivate What Matters is coming out with their very own reading journal. And I was just super excited to hear that. I love the idea of a reading journal. I was planning on using Ann Bogle's reading journal and it's beautiful and I still may use it, but I just never cracked it open for this year. And I just think it's nice that this is becoming something more commonplace from different brands and different creators because I do love tracking what I read. I think it like adds another element of pleasure to the act of reading itself and might be helpful in keeping my momentum to keep reading. I know I enjoy my life better when I'm reading more. Now, the correlation versus causation arrows are a little unclear with that. Um, with that connection there. But uh, it is true. And if a journal will help me read more, then that is a worthwhile endeavor to have. So the Cultivate journal is coming out later this month. It will lie flat. It says it's perfect bound, which means it will lie flat. It measures six by 8.5 inches. So it's not a huge book. It's going to have like a linen type of a cover. It says paper over board with scuff resistant coating and gold foil title on cover and spine. It's going to have 60 pound paper. I hope the paper is similar to what they use in their Cultivate What Matters power sheets because I love that paper. And it's going to be in full color, which is exciting. And there'll be a bookmark. So it looks like they're going to be selling it for $24 and it comes out soon. So stay tuned for that. I may have to order one to review or do a little book journal roundup or something. I think that might be really fun. Um, But I was just excited to see they were coming out with that. All right, we are going to head into our mini review this week. I saw this planner. Okay, so you guys know, as I mentioned, I have not been on Instagram for a long time. But you also know that last week we did a all Q&A episode in honor of my 100th episode. And in preparation for that episode, I decided to make a brief reappearance on Instagram in order to get some questions because that is the fastest way to get a lot of questions from a lot of listeners. And it was fun to just kind of pop in and out. I am off again. I again, I just I find I waste a lot of time and just don't benefit from the headspace that Instagram puts me in right now. So I'm not planning to stay on that platform, but it was fun to pop in and out. And I did check on some of my favorite planner accounts. And one that popped up was Annie's plans, Annie underscore plans. And I don't really know her as a creator all that well, but you know, the algorithm knows what to serve me. And they served me this photo of a filled out planner page that was all in rainbow. You could see she made great use of the clean color dots on her layout and it was super neat handwriting. And the planner she used was something I had never seen before called The Plan by Lauren Truslow. So of course, I ordered one because I have a planner podcast which enables me to do these sorts of things for quote unquote work. Anyway, it came about a week later. It was pretty inexpensive because I bought the 2022 yearly planner, which is, you know, she doesn't have an undated version. So it's called The Plan and it's for all of 2022 and it's already almost July. So it was deeply discounted. She normally sells it for $65 and I paid $26. Um, And I'm guessing it will, you know, stay there or perhaps even go lower as the year draws to a close. So if you're kind of burnt out from your planner and looking for something else to try, it's great that she offers these at a discounted price. Now, this planner is really interesting. 
First of all, it looks like the creator is a woman with four children, and she is a serial business owner. She owns a bar studio, two nail salons, and this planner business, and she prides herself on being organized and present and keeping it all together, and I love that. I love that she is, you know, a woman that's not afraid to go for big goals and, you know, do her own thing and run companies, and yeah, I just thought that was really, really cool. And she created this planner to help her keep everything together and, of course, also to sell her experience in organizing these things and create this business. And it's focused on, I would say, three kind of tenets. One, a daily planner with a focus on kind of bringing you joy in an intentional way. She calls it me planning, and she encourages you to come up with things related to self-care and your top three. I would say there's an emphasis on meal prep with kind of a leaning towards health and fitness with water trackers, meal trackers, a lot of meal prep content. And then the third thing is that is built into this planner is a lot of ideas around organizing. Nothing super, super structured, but as I go through this planner, I'll explain that there are some like monthly focuses that she suggests. So you could use this planner if you were following it to the letter to really like, you know, spend a year focusing on your home and your health and and your intentions. Now. I'm going to say a lot of really good things about this planner. I actually think it's a really unique offering and really, really cool. But I also want to emphasize this planner is huge, guys. It's huge. Like it's the coil is probably at least two inches in diameter or at least close to that. It's a plastic coil. It doesn't feel super, super durable, although it feels like it's flexible. So maybe that would help it kind of bend (laughs) with stress. And it's just really, really thick because the paper is really nice. It's 70 pound paper, but they have a page for every single day and plus monthly pages. And I can see why she needed to make the coil super big. But I just, I know there's going to be people that are super excited about this planner and I don't want it to arrive and you go, oh my God, she didn't tell me it was huge because that is what kind of struck me when it arrived. This would be a wonderful option for someone that likes to leave their planner on their desk and that's kind of where it stays or maybe brings it from room to room in their house. But honestly, this planner itself is bigger than my two planners that I bring to work together, my Full Focus and my Hemlock and Oak. And those aren't even particularly tiny planners. So it's just a lot of paper which again is a great value. Like there's so much space to write. It's very functional, but you just need to know that going in. So even though I usually say all the good things first, I'm going to say so many good things about this one. I just want you all to know that it is large and in charge. It's also pretty feminine looking. You know, I was just speaking about having, you know, wanting to know what the breakdown of my listeners were. And I would say this one is very pink and it's very preppy and it's um, it's very pretty. I, I don't mind a feminine planner, but They don't look like they sell too many that are super neutral, so it just leans on the feminine side, so I wanted to mention that. Okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of a flip through. I'm sort of struggling with it with these giant rings. (laughs) I mean, it it works very well. It's just that I'm actually holding my microphone in my left hand, so I'm having to flip with just one hand, and so I have limited abilities to do that in a graceful way. All right, give me one second. All right, so here we go with our flip through. As you open up this planner, you'll notice that the cover is kind of a plastic feel similar to Erin Condren, but it doesn't come off like the EC planners do. I ended up with the Ashley, which is a beautiful watercolor, or maybe it's like acrylic. I don't know. It's beautiful, like paint, abstract, colorful paint, like almost reads a little bit floral, but also could just be abstract. I really like it. Again, definitely reads feminine, but it's quite pretty. 
And then when I open the planner, I get some introductory pages from Lauren. She gives some information about how she likes to plan and what she calls her me plan, which is planning for what brings you joy and what you want to do for yourself, it sounds like. And so you get a few pages in the front that are lined where you write out your me plan. And then you get some really interesting planning pages, which she labels the big plan. She has a page for your 10-year dream, your five-year dream, and your three-year dream, and your one-year dream. These are exercises that I find really fun to do in a group setting when I'm leading planning type sessions. So if you did my end of year planning session last year, I definitely talked about these different time horizons and how just thinking through them can allow you to think about time a little bit differently. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be doing exactly what you said you'd do in 10 years. I know that's not realistic for most people and we never know what's ahead anyway, but just thinking about things in that way can be useful to help you figure out what you want to do now. So I encourage it and I'm glad she includes these pages. Then she included four pages for meal prep. I can imagine you could use these for kind of like seasonal meal prep pages because there's sections for new recipes to try, breakfast to prepare. If I was using this planner, I would definitely do like a spring, summer, fall, and winter so that I could use it that way. And then she goes into a monthly organization plan where you get to choose an area of the house for each month, write out its measurements and products needed and kind of plan out some organization. So this, again, might be a great planner for someone looking to do a major house overhaul over the next year, or maybe you're an Organized 365 devotee and you are actually going to use this planner to plan out how you're going to carry out um, some of Lisa's strategies so I could see mixing and matching there. Then there's a page for important birthdays, celebrations, et cetera, important plans, a passwords page, just a public service announcement. If you're going to write down your passwords in your planner, I do suggest some kind of code so that someone who finds your planner wouldn't have instant access to all of your passwords. And then there are about 10 pages of just plain line notes. And then we get into our calendars. So January's monthly calendar, I did look at the holidays. It looks like they have just Jewish holidays, Christian holidays, and then a lot of like random random National Organize Your Home Day and National Chocolate Cake Day, etc. I don't see other religions represented. Who knows? Maybe that's something might, they might look to do in the future. And there are some spaces for notes on the monthly layout. And then Interestingly, on the monthly page, there's also a suggested areas to organize. So for January, she suggests that you organize your pantry and refrigerator. And she has a different, you know, suggestion for each month, which is kind of cool. All right, then we get into the meat of the regular planning pages. The weekend days are combined onto one page, which is interesting. And some people love that. Some people don't like that, but I did want to mention it. Let me pick a non-weekend day to start with, and then I'll talk about how she condenses them. So Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Again, this is a planner that goes all the way through 2022. I bought it discounted, so I have every day here to look at. Anyway, so Monday, January 3rd, you have a space for three red line items at the top. So kind of like your full focus, big three, your top three goals for the day. And then on the left, you have your timeline going from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. And on the right, you have a to-do list with like 13 boxes where you can write down, you know, your tasks. And then on the upper right, this is unique and I do not see it in all that many planners. Again, this is great for some people and not great for others, but there's kind of a whole health and fitness section. So there's 
a meal planner designed for you. There's a line that says breakfast, a line that says lunch, and a line that says dinner. There are some bottles where you're supposed to check off for water intake. The bottles are very, very cute. You could color them. I would imagine with like, you could check them off. You could circle them. I would put like a little clean color dot on them. So you could do lots of things with that water intake section. And then there's a little gray box for fitness activities. So your whole little health and fitness tracker is on the right. I think if I were going to add something, I would probably include a spot for hours of sleep, but you know, you do you. And then along the bottom, there are spaces that say, what do, what did I do for me today? And me plan notes. And then there's a quote on every single page. So it definitely seems like she, you know, wants you to take some time for reflection. You could use that space for gratitude. You could use it to plan out your self-care. You could use it in a lot of different ways. So that is kind of your daily page. It's very functional. Again, if you go to Annie underscore plans, you can see how she uses it. And it is beautiful the way she adds lots of rainbow colors and the way she does her layouts. On the weekends, again, the days are combined. It does make the timeline, I would say, a little bit cramped because she kind of just puts Saturday right up next to Sunday. Same with the big three. You better have some short tasks on there because you only have like an inch and a half of space to write each one. And then same with your meal planner, you would have to write some abbreviations because if you're planning out your meals or you want to write what you ate, you would have trouble fitting in the size box, or at least I would have trouble fitting in the size box. And I don't have giant handwriting on these combined weekend days. She still includes the fitness activity box and the water intake box. And then there's a whole page facing the Saturday Sunday page that says Sunday meal prep. And then there's a like a area that says meals to prepare, snacks to prepare, breakfast to prepare, and grocery list. If this were my planner to make, I probably would get rid of this page and just give Saturday and Sunday their full day. She also includes a recipe each week, which is really cute if you want that kind of inspiration. And I will say like most of the recipes look really good, like kind of, I would say leaning a little bit paleo, kind of clean eating type stuff. They are things that I probably would make. Like here's a like chicken ginger stir fry and here is a easiest ever ground turkey stir fry. So definitely on the healthy side, definitely not super vegetarian or vegan friendly because most of them look like they contain meat. So if that fits your needs and you want that inspiration to be there for you, then wonderful. If not, this page may kind of annoy you if you would prefer to have the full page for Saturday or Sunday. But for some people, this is probably super, super useful. So yeah. All right. So then that goes through the course of the month. There is no other than the meal plan page. There's no way to like look at your week at a glance. That's probably something I would also have, again, like not like I've been invited to redesign this planner or anything, but if I could, I would condense the meal prep and maybe, maybe you do like a little part of the page be meal prep and the rest of it be week at a glance or some sort of weekly planning functionality, because then this could become your only planner. And with a planner this big, I don't think you necessarily want another planner. Although again, many people use Google calendar or some electronic resource for their kind of weekly calendaring. And this would just be to kind of track each day and center themselves each day and make sure they're meeting goals. So it would absolutely work in that regard. 
Yeah, so it goes all the way through to the end of the year. Let's see if we have any fun content at the end. Oh, yes, we have something I thought was fantastic at the end that I don't see in a lot of planners that I feel like should be there, which is she has a monthly page for each month of 2023. That is so cool because when you get to the end of a planner or when you get to like October, there's often this feeling like, well, I need to schedule stuff for February, but where am I going to put it? And my answer to that has either been to like print out monthly calendars to try to get one of those cute monthly planners like from Ashley Shelley. I love her monthly planning notebooks, but this would be built right in. So that is super, super cool. I am glad she chose to do that. And again, that's a feature I don't see in a lot of planners. So that's super cool. And then at the end, there are just a couple more notes pages, and then that's the end of the planner. And then there's um, some Meet Our Artists on the very back, so you can see who does their covers. So that's it. Plan the work, work the plan, the plan by Lauren Truslow, a very large but very comprehensive daily planner with a focus on health and fitness, as well as kind of personally centered planning, intentional planning, and meal planning. and Oh, the paper, 70 pound paper. I found it very functional and pleasant to use. I tried several pens, including a brush pen, and I really didn't have any bleed through. The paper is not overly smooth or smudge prone. It's bright white. It is really nice paper. Trying to think what it reminds me of, if there's any other like paper twin. Actually, it sort of reminds me of the planner from The Budget Mom, but I'm not sure that's a super common reference or all that helpful to most people, but it's good paper. It is good, solid paper. It's not overly thick, but it's really not see-through. Each page is going to appear quite fresh, which is wonderful for a daily planner. It took my clean color dot and my brush pen with only a tiny, tiny bit of show-through, which is impressive. So really, really nice paper. They did a nice job with that. All right. The Plan by Lauren Truslow. That was a pleasure to review. I do think I will make good on my promise to do a survey so I can kind of do a listener vote of what you'd like me to review, especially for the upcoming academic year. I know I already received an email asking me to do a international planner roundup with a bunch of popular Japanese options. It might be a little more difficult because some of them are hard to source, especially this time of year, but I will do it my best And um, this has been a super fun episode. So thank you for sending me those thoughtful tips that you sent me. And um, if you have tried this planner called The Plan by Lauren Truslow, let me know. I would be curious if it worked for you and how you made the size fit into your daily life and whether you were fine with having a planner that mostly lived on your desk. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, and by the way, As you can probably tell from this review that was very much from my own opinions, I purchased this planner myself. I have no affiliation with that company. I just wanted to mention that in case there was any question. All right. Well, this has been a really fun episode to record. I will be back next week with some more fun planning content. Maybe we'll go down the planner YouTube rabbit hole a little bit. And I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July or already had a great time celebrating. Have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.